Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast, episode number 111, oh. featuring return guest, Miss Tori Grace. Welcome to our new podcast studio. Hey, hey. We are now Sorry. recording live on Music Row here in Nashville, Tennessee, in a beautiful podcast studio, courtesy of Interstate Music. It is a... Uh, much more spacious and uh, smells less like dog than my living room. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm happy to be here. I'm delighted to have you. What have you been up to? I haven't seen you in a week. I know. It hasn't really been a week. When when did we get coffee? We got coffee like... Oh, a month ago. Oh, shit. Probably a month. Yeah, it's been... It was like, I don't think it's been that recent because I don't leave my house that often. I don't either. <laughs> uh, what have I been up to? I just put out a single over the weekend. That was called Match. That was called Match. It was a shit show. Um, yeah, I, saw, I, I was following it all on Instagram. What was going on? Ugh, there was a minute of silence tacked on the end. Oh. So I had to delete the thing completely and re-upload. Oh. And that's a nightmare. It takes like three days for it to disappear mm -hmm. and it still hasn't disappeared, but the new one is already up. So Ugh. now there's just two versions. I don't know which one people are streaming, but if you're listening to this, please stream the three minute one. Do you know Not how that happened? Do you have any it idea? It was just an oversight in like production and wow. like the master. Three minutes of silence. I can imagine when you saw it on like Spotify the first time, you're like, why does this say that it's four and a half minutes long? I didn't even notice at first. I, I actually picked it up pretty fast. It had been out for like an hour. And I was like listening to it to see how it sounded on both of the mm -hmm. things. Um, but usually when I press play on something, it'll once it's over, it'll just play back from the beginning again. And I was like in the kitchen doing something and realized that it had just been sitting in silence for a while but it said it was still going and that there was like still time on it and I was like immediate panic I'm sweating I'm like what do I do oh my god I have been like pushing this song for a year <laughs> and it's and not the way I hoped it would be and it had 300 pre-saves too which is like good for me like I I busted my butt trying to get those pre-saves I think that's why it, it took matter. so long to get it out because I really wanted it to do well and then I had to delete it and lost all the pre-saves. And it that's, was so that's tragic. That's mortifying. Yeah. Everybody's like, talk nightmare. Talk about the, one of the worst things that can happen to an indie artist. Uh, yes, exactly. I said that <laughs> in my Instagram story. I was like, this is such a nightmare for somebody who like has to just fight the good fight mm -hmm. to, to get people to even give a single shit about one of your songs. And, oh, it, and it's awful because yeah. you 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 give so much shit about it. Yeah. And then just trying to convince anyone to is like, that's like trying to get my family to listen to my music. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm sad, sorry. Yeah, but like on. trying to convince people to listen to a song for three minutes is way harder yeah, than it should be. Yeah, to stay the whole time. Yeah. Like, hey, this is art I created. It's also like you pour your money into the ones like you. We write so many songs in a year and so many songs for ourselves. And then we pick the one that we like the most or believe in the most and pour our time and our money and our talents into this song and you make goofy, stupid TikToks and content for yep. the internet trying to get people to like pay attention and then it finally comes out and all of your, you're like about to take a sigh of relief and you're like, oh shit. And then instead again? of that sigh of relief, you do this. <laughs> so, oh my God. I think I called, I called my friend. Kayla, you know Kayla Crow. Yeah. She's one of the most phenomenal people in the world. And I called her and was like, I need you to help me. And I was like, <laughs> I'm quitting. I give up. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> She's like, are you for real? Like, <laughs> I go through that 
almost every day. I'm just like, I hate this. I'm done. And this then something is... normal happens. Like, nope, I'm done. Nope. I'm done. It's like, for out. example, we're recording this on a Monday, and I just got a notification from one of the venues we work with that they are moving us to a different location that they own. And I, my first response is, fuck it, we're done. We're just over. take us off the schedule. We're breaking up. We're done. It's like the smallest inconvenience. <laughs> a first world problem. They're like, can, we still have like, a place to do canceled. it, but it's not we the place we We just need to move. Want. And I'm like... Uh, but it really does change things. It does. I feel well, like sometimes people will want to play at one place more than they will the other place. It sometimes gets harder to book people, right? Depending on what the venue is, right? Depending on where the venue is, and like, I mean, parking's a huge factor for where people choose to play now. Mm-hmm. And did you see the whole thing about downtown musicians getting yeah sixty percent off? I signed up. Do you have the link? I did not get the I'll link. I'll send you the link right yeah, now. Yeah, she's going to text me the link I'm right now. Her the link. But texting they get the discounts link. for working downtown, and I think that's a good start. But I think that if you work downtown, you shouldn't have to pay to go to work. Like I know. I think that it's they always sh- been that way, though. And even sixty percent, like I will take what I can get sixty percent right. off of my parking. But still, if that's thirty-five to forty dollar parking, sixty percent off of that, you're still paying fifteen twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. And on a good day, that's not that much. But on a bad day, that could be all of the tips you made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just recently played um, at a venue that I play at pretty often. And there's recently been like a change in management. And so our schedules and like our base and everything right. has changed. But um, I got scheduled for a night that there was a private event. That blows. And. I didn't know prior to showing up that it was a private event, a corporate buyout of the whole establishment, which meant I couldn't have my QR code up on the screen. I couldn't have a tip jar out. And they said they were going to pay double base pay or that that was like the understanding. But that was not the case. That was not the case. (laughs) Yeah. And what sucks is venues have so much leverage over the musicians to be like, oh, well, uh, these are the rules now. And if you don't like it, you can leave. Yeah. If you don't like it, we'll find somebody who will play for free or play for less than you play for. Yep. Because there are other people who are begging. And it's like, okay, it's this constant battle between choosing to be grateful for what you have and standing up for like what you have to offer. Not taking shit. Yeah. Not being taken advantage of. Right. And knowing that like, I know what I bring to the table. I know like what I deserve to make and I know what I need to make in order to keep a roof over my head. And you're better than these kids who are willing to play for free. Like what I I hate to say it but when you start charging like a legitimate rate, mm-hmm. it makes serious people take you seriously. Yeah. And that was one of the things that happened early on with tour stuff was like I got my first what I called like my real client and I charged what to me at the time sounded like way too much money. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, these people are just like, okay. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. I have to deliver now. Yeah. And then it makes people take it more seriously. Yeah. Because you take it more seriously. The place takes it seriously. And I wish that more people understood that. Because they're like, why would we pay tour stop to book rounds or whatever when we can get people who will do it for half or for free? And I'm like, because we're better at it. Yeah. We're better at it. <laughs> yeah. You want reliable, talented people to show up. This is what we offer. And then there's some people who don't offer reliability. Right. 
And that's why it costs extra. Reliability costs extra. Yeah. We should put that in our contract writers. Reliability costs extra. Ex- yeah, I have this idea to wear a shirt downtown that says cat calls are an additional $10. Because <laughs> I'm never heard sick of being objectified, <laughs> and I should get paid for it. Damn it! <laughs> what are I mean? I mean, there's probably hundreds of them, but give us a Broadway horror story of just like something weird that's happened while you've been playing. Okay, this happened very like uh, like a week ago. Okay, I swear to God, I was playing um, at one of my favorite stages to play on downtown. I I co front for like a rock band mm-hmm. downtown. Um, when I'm not playing like acoustic solo or acoustic trio stuff, the most of my schedule is like playing like Evanescence and like <laughs> the hard shit downtown. And we played the closing shift, and our guitar player came out of the out of the bathroom, and he said, "Tori, you need to go upstairs and you need to count the tips, and you just need to stay up there." And I was like, "Okay." There were these guys that were like kind of like lurking on the side of the stage all night, and. Like I used Looking to it, or at the, lurking, lurking, lurking. Like, <laughs> okay, like sitting on the side, staring at me like this. Gross. I like turned over earlier that night to a guy and was like, "Hey, like, did you want to request something?" Because he was just staring, standing there, staring at me. So I was like, "Did you want to request something?" He's like, "Oh no." Uh, he's like, "I'm getting everything I need right where I'm at." And I'm Gross. like, "What are you talking?" I'm like, Ew. "He's like, I'm just checking out your ass, essentially," and just like walks away. There are people that just say weird shit all night. But, like, the guitar player comes upstairs and is like, yeah, there's a guy in the bathroom. There's a couple guys. They're, like, in a stall together talking about, like, game planning how they're going to get the singer girl to go home with them. Gross. And how they had, like, a backup plan. And then they, like, go into, like, vulgar detail about what they want to do. And they got escorted out of the bathroom and out of the bar. Uh, it was awful. Uh, uh, and you know, uh, it's like sometimes I'm like, the little things, you just, it's sad to say, but a lot of these bands downtown hire a woman co front on purpose because we can run the bucket can, and we're approachable and we're friendly and we have the eyelashes you know and, and drunk dudes are more likely money. to give you money than they are middle the aged men player. will tip me more than they will tip the yep. guys in the band that's and that's an unfortunate sad, reality but it's true and for the most part you like i know that that is my role stepping into it like i i know that that's a big reason of why I'm there. And mm-hmm. but I also know that the guys that I that I work with are incredibly respectful and They're not they using have me you there because you like I'm that. T- they believe in my talent. They right. believe I'm talented and they want me to be a part of their show. And so it doesn't bother me that that I'm with them, but it just gets like out of hand. There are icky. a lot of times where I'm like, I know when I'm about to run the bucket that somebody is going to probably say something to me. People will like lean up to me and put their head right on my ear and just like say bullshit into my ear. But there are other times where, I, and and that'll happen and I'll be like, it's part of the job, whatever. At least they gave me a hundred bucks, you know, whatever. I guess money talks. Whatever. You're like, turns out that much of my dignity is a hundred dollars a second. Right. But <laughs> there are other times where it's like I'm walking through the bar and somebody will reach down and grab my ass. And that's when I turn around that's and say, okay. Don't fucking touch me. Don't fucking touch me. Don't get your hands, your filthy, nasty, dirty ass hands. It's like this <laughs> All ass the is thousand dollars a squeeze. Yeah, <laughs> I know. New t shirt. Grab ass grabs. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have a pretty good relationship with like the security people mm-hmm. there. And that's probably really so, important for a Broadway performer too. Yeah. 
Yeah, and unfortunately, I, like I think that the circuit that I'm in is probably the best. Is probably the only ones mm-hmm. like on the there strip is a that really of take the it Broadway seriously. That are better than or worse. I'm telling you, those purple bars, they do not care <laughs> about right. their performers. And I have so many amazing, talented, wonderful friends that play the in those bars. bars that get the worst disrespect and have horrible things happen to them and nobody will do anything about it if they didn't see it personally. Mm-hmm. And it's so disheartening because this is our job. Like this is, we, we want to be able to do this and like go home loving what we do. And sometimes you just don't. Sometimes you just don't. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those days, like when stuff like that happens, I can only imagine that you're like, do I love this this much? Right. And it's, that's when it does feel like work. Yeah. And not fun because sure, when you're playing chicken fried or whatever, and or heads Carolina, and people are singing along and having the best time of their life, that's when it's fun. Yeah. But then you have to go around it, and then you do have to occasionally smack someone, be like, "Don't touch me." Yeah, get your hands off of me. Like, and I hate saying it like that's something that's a problem in probably every industry. Yeah. Because pervy weirdos are everywhere. Yeah. But in the waiting industry and the everything, mm-hmm. yeah. I've been pretty lucky that I've never had to have too much of that. But I have experienced some of it with Tour Stop in the past where I've encountered those people at my shows who have had interactions with me. Mm-hmm. And I, in my very small way, have been like, oh, mm-hmm. this is what girls go through every day. Yeah. And I would, so props to you for being able to tolerate that, but... God, I can't imagine how how annoying that must get. It, yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really hard. I have been like slipped things in my drinks in places you would that would be the last place that really? you imagined it would happen, and you just at the end of the day, like it's it's. I'm obviously I've gone to a lot of therapy for it and like worked through it, and mm. I obviously still show up, but it's not because it's. Because I love what I do and I really, really believe in what I bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that I'm here for a reason and that, like, I haven't left after all of this. Like, I've been able to still show up for a reason. I think that the the term, the 10-year town, is not just, like, 10 years until you have your number one. Yeah. I've been thinking about it from a perspective of 10 years until the people around you just quit. Yeah. And I hate saying that, mm-hmm. but like it's probably a reality of people who have things like this happen to them, and they're like, "I can't, yeah, I can't tolerate this." Yeah. And props to you Thanks. for you, you did it. It's You're crazy doing that it. you say that because I've been thinking about that a lot too. Because I'm about to be five years in, so I'm mm-hmm. halfway through my ten years of being. <laughs> it'll be five years in June. Wow. And I've been thinking a lot about, like, what is it that makes somebody want to leave after 10 years? Mm -hmm. Because it's not that you're, like, I mean, half of it has to be that you're showing up to these, like, rites every day and you're putting out this music and nothing is sticking. Nothing's happening. But what's the other half of it? The other half has got to be the experiences that you've had and the people that you've met and the friendships that have, like, come and gone and, like, relationships that have, like, exploded in your face. And it's the things that you've experienced and traumatic things that have happened. And you get to a point where you're like, is it really worth all of this? Uh, Is it worth the anxiety and depression that I go through to to have that four minutes of fun? Yeah. And this last year has been the hardest Mm -hmm. of all of the years that I've been here. 
I don't think I left. I think I might have played five or less writer's rounds last year. Wow. Because I was just so burnt out. Not on like... Not on like chasing my dream necessarily, but I was just I was just burnt out on like I was burnt out on like trying to be relevant to other people. I was burnt out on like putting all of this effort into being the best version of myself and coming up short all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was insecure. I was I was the most insecure I've ever been in my life, which is kind of saying something because I have been through some shit in my life but the last year of my life has been really one where I had to look in the mirror and say like okay am I am I gonna push myself through this or am I just gonna start digging my grave now right like because I remember last year you said you didn't play very often I actually had you on one of my lists of people like I call it people not playing right now so I know not to bother you to like ask because like when when it's time and if the time comes that you do want to you'll tell me you'll reach out but I don't want to constantly like, hey, yeah. hello. And then I don't want to. I wouldn't want to guilt somebody into playing yeah. when they don't have it in their heart to like enjoy it. Yeah, because you're playing writers' rounds for free, so it should be fun. And is if it's not fun, don't do it. Yeah, like that defeats the purpose of it. Mm-hmm. And going and showing up and going through the motions defeats the purpose of what the like writers' round scene and community is for. Yeah. And there's people who I see it all the time. The people who the the eyes are glazed over and they're just playing. And then the moment, all right, thanks. Mm-hmm. It's like, did you, you didn't even want to be here. Mm-hmm. I have to remind the kids on stage, and I use kids pejoratively because like I'm old, <laughs> but like the kids on stage, it's like you have to want to be there so bad. Yeah, to, it's like with the pre saving. It's like you have to want it a thousand times more. Than the people who are looking at what you're selling. Yeah. And if you don't want it, why would they? Yeah. Eh. It's like, yeah. Mm, she's only promoted this show once. She probably doesn't really care. It's probably not that important. I won't go. Yeah. Well, so- I was also going through like a genre shift too. Mm-hmm. And so that was like really different. I was kind of figuring out who the fuck am I? Like, right. what is going on? Who is Tori Grace what, 2.0? What, what makes me feel the most myself and feel the most alive? And I'd kind of gotten to a point where I was walking into these writer's rooms and writing all sad girl country stuff. And I was just leaving every room, bawling my eyes out. Right. Because I'd have to sit there and dig through like years of trauma and retell (laughs) these stories of things that had happened to me and things that people had said to me and and relive the way that it made me feel all the time for the sake of a song and that gets exhausting too you know some so maybe it is a little bit that like you're you're tired of like chasing the music thing because it causes you to like Mm -hmm. feel everything a little deeper than everybody else in the world (laughs) and um yeah, that was crazy. And then I started making this music that's really just like angry and sassy. And I think mm-hmm. I changed all of my sadness to like. So you you've <laughs> you changed your genre from the uh, the sad girl country to what would you call it now? It's like don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> I feel like there's two types of female country music, and I'm sure you've seen the meme. And it's like it's like I'm sad or. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why that's why Goodbye Earl was such a hit. <laughs> it's funny, like on TikTok, I post a lot in my car. I mm-hmm. think that's probably the only videos that I have that like will do decent like decently 
are the ones where I'm sitting in my car, lip syncing my songs and whatever. And I'm seeing this like repeating, like this pattern is is happening where people keep commenting on like songs and saying, this is a narcissistic abuse anthem. Oh my God. And it's happened like (laughs) to three of my songs now. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll write the narcissistic abuse anthem. Like that's, you know, maybe that can be my thing. But I'm like, man, have I really like been through it that many times where all of my songs are- all of my music is about this. It's about narcissistic (laughs) abuse (laughs) because- it tracks, but <laughs> I mean, I started thinking about kind of like like all of the songs our writing were just like my funny music, and it's like, sure, all of this is funny, but do I have other feelings? But <laughs> it's like, do I have narcissistic abuse feelings? Are you? <laughs> Am I just hiding my feelings? It's like by I was, writing silly. Do you songs? ever fall down the rabbit holes on Wikipedia, and you're just like, oh, what is it? Oh, what, what is it? and then all of a sudden you're looking up like borderline personality disorder, and you're uh-huh. like, what? What about me looking up Kevin Bacon got me to borderline oh personality Oh my god. Disorder. And like I had it the other day where I I fell down one of those rabbit holes and I was looking up like the scientific credibility of repressed memories and it turns out that that's like hokey because people who have like repressed memories and then you go to therapy and it can turn into false memories oh. where you remember something that didn't actually happen. Yeah. And it's like stuff like that cuz oh so I don't even remember why, but talk about the rabbit hole. We yeah, on, but that's gonna trick me into thinking that like these vivid memories I have yeah. as a child are not real. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like, if I fall down this rabbit hole, I will recreate something that I can then write about. I'm gonna for <laughs> real. I'm gonna go. Well, talk to my we actually about. met for coffee. You mentioned to yes. brainstorm a podcast topic, and we don't do topic episodes very often. But it's something that I don't remember what inspired the conversation. You posted on your Instagram story. And we're like, musicians, don't be afraid to ask for tips. Oh, right. Because Remember you're playing we for do free. Play, <laughs> we do play for free. And some of the like the Broadway gigs, that's something we'll get to. But like we live on tips. And it's important to know like how to do that, when to do it, and why to do it. So Tori and I did a little brainstorming. So we have our notes. We have for our the notes. Video. Yes. Um, but for those of you listening, we're gonna we're gonna title this episode, even though it's with Tori Grace, How to Make Money When You're Not Making Money. When you're not making money. <laughs> different strokes for different folks. This is <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> then, then Tori put down on our notes different strokes for different folks it's true (laughs) but we we have a bunch of uh, different things we're going to talk about but we have three main categories we're going to cover today we're going to talk about playing writers rounds playing the broadway and cover scenes and then we'll get into live streaming but uh just to just to start off tori and i were discussing the importance of writers rounds so before we even get into how to make money doing those make sure that you want to be there because again if you don't want to be there Everybody's gonna know. Every everyone will know. (laughs) The audience will know. The person who booked you will know, and the people who are on stage with you will know. So, uh, Tori, would you like to do point number one on our writers' rounds notes? Point number one. (laughs) We talked about QR codes. That's something that I used to do. I would have QR code, a QR code of my link tree, Mm -hmm. um, and I'd put it on every table. Um, That's actually something that I started doing because of you. Did you do it? 
I did it. Oh, yeah. I printed off it's... like a hundred little business card size QR codes yeah. and I laminated them in my house. I and... have a whole stack of them that mm-hmm. I take with me. Like if I'm on the road or if I'm playing like it works wonders when I'm playing like places like the listening room mm-hmm. and like kind of that like table. Seating. Right. I guess you could do it at like Cambria to right. like those tabletops. If you s- set it on top and. Yeah, so like, like mine, mine have the QR code with the logo on it, and then underneath it, it'll say like uh, "scan to learn more" or "tip tonight's artists." So like with the link tree that it goes to, it's got at the very top like "tip tonight's artists," yeah. and then it's got all of the other relevant stuff like our other calendar dates, and then like social media and everything. And there's so many ways that you can engage with your performers, or excuse me, well, I guess your fellow performers. Yeah, your performers are sitting there too. uh, (laughs) With your audience members, because uh, one of the things, I forget where I read it, but it's about like how to make a sale. And the best way to make a sale is to make the product you're selling as simple as possible to purchase. Yeah. And the more steps somebody has to go through to give you money, Mm -hmm. the less likely they are to do it. So if you have that link tree with your like Venmo or your PayPal and it's one click or two clicks away, people are probably going to do that. But yeah. as soon as you have to start like, oh, is it Tori Grace with an I or Tori Grace What's with a Y? What's the last four digits of your phone number? <laughs> okay, here's a pro tip. Tell them right before. I, sometimes I will just like say, hey, there's a QR code. Um, I'll be like, hey, if you like what you're hearing, like if you want to hear something, whatever. This is in a kind of a different setting, mm-hmm. I guess. But when I'm talking about my QR code, I'll say that'll take you to the virtual tip jar. It might ask you to confirm my phone number. There's also just a little button underneath that says pay without confirming. Right. And that'll allow you to pay. I will like say that because otherwise so many people will come up and be like, what's, what's your, your phone number? number? And you're I'm like, like I'm, yeah, I'm not going to broadcast that. And then to they a feel video. dumb when I'm like, hey, <laughs> like there's a there's a little button there that you can I have seen people put the four digits on like those little tacker boards or yeah. something but even so I don't it's like I don't know if I'd want to give up even I that guess much I don't of my trust, phone number yeah I don't trust people like it's pretty easy to figure out what the first three of somebody's is. You yeah, know? right. So if Nine, you're in Nashville, like, okay, the you know? <laughs> area is going to be 615, and now I have the last four, so I only yeah, have to Yeah, so now numbers. I just have three. It's like a little Morse code. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I just recently got a new cell phone number, yeah. and I've had a bunch of people ask why. Yeah. And I'm like, well. Because too many people have it. The, no. <laughs> that's, that's the real reason. But the reason I've been telling people now that I've, or I've just told you You've the real reason. But the reason I was telling you something because my yourself. hometown area code was changing. So I was going yeah. to have to get a new number no matter what. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is a perfect opportunity to clean the slate. Yeah. And all, like I had this one guy who took my phone off of a table at the Cambria Hotel once, called himself from my phone no, to give looking? him my number. And he's like, yo, I'm going to call you and uh, we can talk about booking some shows. I was like, all right. So, no. That's crazy. Number one, we're not doing that's that. That's some crazy girlfriend shit. And like, that's something that a crazy person would do. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I closed the conversation with him and said, You have one chance to not use my number wrong. Yeah. One. And he left that's and crazy. immediately texted me a link to his Google Drive of a new album. And I was like, Wrong. Unsubscribe. No, that's crazy. And like, that happens. And I don't want that to happen. Yeah. So, I, Clean slate. For the record, what would be a good first chance? Like, what, like, hey man, let's get 
Oh, so our producer Alex asks, what would be a good first text? I said, uh, don't do this the wrong way or whatever. A good first text would be to say, hey, nice to meet you last night. How can I get in touch with you about booking shows? Yeah. What or what is a more effective <laughs> hey, way to get in I'm touch? I'm sorry with you? for the way I took your phone. Hey, I'm sorry for the way that I acted. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's hey, it. Hey, please forgive me and don't let this burn <laughs> our relationship. <laughs> yeah. So if 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 he had texted me asking like what is a like more professional way for me to get in touch with you, yeah, that would have been more acceptable. Yeah, but the fact that he immediately just texted me a URL link to a bunch of wave files, no. I was like, nah. Here's my EPK. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my EPK. I know the link doesn't work, but if you uh, change these four characters that are lost inside of the URL, then you'll find it. But if you don't book me, I'm going to give your phone number to everybody now that I have it. <laughs> like, uh, there's a venue here in town called Fat Bites. Have you ever been there? I've heard of it. So wait, I, I think it's it relatively in, new. Is it in? Um, it's over off of Lebanon Pike. That's what I was going to say. It's in Donaldson. I don't think it's new. I think it's been there a little is, while. It's pretty old then. It's kind of over by Ace Hardware or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I was going to go there over the weekend, but I went to see what the calendar was, and I went to their Instagram and I clicked the URL on the uh, Instagram, and it didn't work. Of course not. Because they had their own. They're kind of like a small. Yeah, it didn't yeah. work. So I messaged them and I was like, hey, your website is misspelled on your profile. And like, I'm not trying to be mean. I was just like, just so you know, oh, no. your business website currently is Fat Pites, P-I-T-E. Oh, no, not Fat Pites. Fat Pites. Oh. <laughs> but I was like, that might that's something that you should fix. So I'll just... <laughs> so to put a cap on the uh, the QR code thing, like the easier it is for people to purchase your product, the better off you will be, and the more likely you'll be to make more That's money. That's crazy. Yeah. So let's go on okay. to uh, so point number much- two here. Um, I I put uh, cater your tip spiel to different kinds of audience members because Tori was also talking yes. about uh, the weirdo bros versus probably you've probably in- interacted with. The mom and dad crowds and the boomer mm-hmm. crowds and everything yes. like you do need to have different things to say to different types of people because, again, you're selling the same product. But uh, think about like the commercials you see on TV and everything or on the radio. They're all catering to a specific demographic and that will help you sell more directly to different people. Yeah. So if you say something like. I'll play this song that's by this artist. You might be looking at somebody who's wearing like a Jason Aldean shirt right. and be like, I'll play an Aldean song. And they'll right. be like, yeah. Read the room. Yes, exactly. Read the room. Read the room. And that's something that is, it's not in, it, it, you don't start with that. You learn that. Oh, yeah. But that's why you try. And yeah. that's why you can, for example, when you're trying to cater to a specific audience, what are things that you look for in an audience to, uh, do your tip spiel. I think like in a in a writer's round setting, first I would kind of first I would kind of cater what I'm playing to the room totally. of people too. Um because like you said, if somebody's wearing an Aldean shirt, I'm probably gonna like sing something that's a little more in that style because I want to capture them. Right. Or I'll like listen to what other people are playing and kind of try to match the energy of the round mm-hmm. so that it's not like you're not sticking out like a sore thumb or anything like that. Um which has nothing to do with tipping, but I think like when I'm when I am 
um, pitching the tip jar to a room of people. One thing I will do, and it's also the next point that we were going to hit, I will speak as if they've already tipped. Right. um, And say, like, hey, thanks for throwing some love in the tip jar. If you have, like... We are all working for tips tonight. Every or I'll I'll speak on behalf of everybody and say like, hey, everybody that you've seen on this on this stage tonight is playing, playing for, for tips. yeah, playing for free. They're here because simply because they love music and they want to be able to play the music that they are writing. And reminding the mm-hmm. audience that you are playing for free and you yeah. are working for tips is oftentimes the thing they didn't know. They don't know you're not getting paid. Yeah. So they may wonder, like, why would I tip you if you're making money? But as soon as you tell them I'm doing this for free, it kind of tricks them, like, so to oh, speak. They're like, wow, oh, wow. I, I had should. no idea that they weren't getting paid to be here. Yeah. I think that works for, like, any setting, to mm-hmm. just be like, hey, like, thank you if you've thrown love in the bucket already. If you haven't and you enjoy what you're hearing, right. we do have this bucket down here, um, and everything is split. Three right. ways, four ways, however many people are on the stage. And that's what we go home with tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say something to that effect, no matter who's in the room. But I think as far as like catering to the crowd, you kind of know based on like how well they're listening or how rowdy they are or who's sitting, even like down to like posture. I feel right. like sometimes you'll see a room full of like businessmen and that's when you know you're going to want to keep it a little more poised. Right. You don't want to start dropping F-bombs right. in front of grandma and But grandpa. if it's like a bunch of people are just drinking, having a good time and interacting with you, I might say like, hey, if you like what you're hearing, throw some love in the bucket. If you hate it and think we should quit, maybe you Give should me throw your whole wallet <laughs> and we'll go get lessons so we suck less <laughs> next time. You know, that'll land better with a room of people that are like laughing and engaging right. than a room of like businessmen or grandparents that are like. They're stiff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so being able to cater is something that you do learn, and it does come with experience, but don't be afraid to try new things. Yeah. Don't be afraid to try the, to, to test out different things, yes. so to speak. Yeah. And don't sound needy. Don't, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't be, sound needy. First That's and a big foremost, one. don't be awkward. One okay? Of the, as soon that as you make it awkward, and it goes worst. for playing songs, too, like... If you play something that diametrically changes the temperature of the room, yes. people will be like, mm. "Yeah." Mm. It's like that. What what song was it? Try that in a small town that mm-hmm. got a bunch of flack. Like mm-hmm. you can't make jokes about things like that in front of people. A room who of clearly people you like don't that know, stuff. and also people who you don't know, right? Because you don't know how they're going to react. To right. It. I rem- I learning experience in 2020. <laughs> we were doing shows at. Uh, old red up on the roof and it was like right after the mask mandate that. got lifted and i made a joke about the mask about the mask <laughs> oh, no. and i have never heard crickets so drop. loud yeah. and, I, and I, I let it sit for like two seconds and i was like uh, anyways so let's anyway put our here's wonderwall <laughs> yeah so you learn yes <laughs> you learn yeah you definitely learn from experience that's probably something that should be noted too is yeah. like try things don't be afraid to try something on a room because sometimes you might say something that does land yeah and then people might be more inclined to throw money but but don't give up and not ever like try again if it doesn't don't land. i would just move horse. on yeah. yeah and don't keep bringing it up like if it you know, I shouldn't have said that or like, <laughs> don't act like, don't let your face get beat red and act like, oh, right. I want to get off the stage right now. Like, <laughs> we're all human. We're literally just showing up. We're and literally our songs. just trying. Oh, it's for real. When people say something and it doesn't work and they go like on the offensive, 
And they're like, oh, okay, I see. You don't think I'm funny. Wow. I <laughs> Yeah, if, if people say, or if you say something and people today. don't respond to it, don't heckle them for not liking what you said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's, there's so many things that just come with the experience of gigging. But the audience, bless their heart, I hate saying like the customer's always right, but like you do have to cater to the customer. Playing for free. <laughs> when, just even when you're playing for free. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So let's move on to point number three. And this is something that chaps my ass personally as a person who books shows. But point number three is don't leave right after your set. Mm-hmm. And you may literally you may literally leave money on the table. And I've had that happen multiple times. Yeah. And it was at the Cambria Hotel maybe maybe a month and a half ago where our six o'clock writers round was they played great. There was a small audience, so it wasn't crowded. People on stage weren't like getting rowdy and playing the bar songs but some dude came in and put five hundred dollars into the jar yeah and one girl didn't see it she left without taking her money yeah and the other people on stage were like do we save this and give it to her i was like no she left it's like this is for you you stayed it's like if this person had stayed for five minutes we would have had time to give them the money yeah it's like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna chase after you did they text you later and be like, hey, did you guys get any tips tonight? Like, yeah, here's my Venmo. Then yeah. you want to send it to me. But I didn't feel bad, like, because you yeah. literally leave money on the table. So this applies to, I guess, all gigs. But if you have merch, stay to try to sell it for a minute. Yeah. Or there might be those stiff businessmen who really liked your music and then ask personally, hey, I don't want to tip the whole show. Yeah. I want to tip you. Money. How do yeah. I do that? And that's that's why the the importance of staying for even a minute yeah is important like i think it's just as important to like just walk around and greet everybody yeah. like thanks for listening to my music oh. you could have been and i say this every time i get on a stage at the end i i will always make a point to say you could have gone to any bar in this town to listen to a song that you knew tonight mm-hmm. you could have gone to any bar down the road and walked in there to listen to your favorite songs, Wagon Wheel and Friends in Low Places and, and songs that you can sing along to. And you chose to be here listening to our stories and our songs that you've never heard before. Mm-hmm. And that means the world to us because we bust our asses every day. We right. sit in these rooms for hours and bang our heads into walls trying to just to, to make go through it that all trauma rhyme. Song again <laughs> and, all over. And... It's pretty rare that we get to play, sadly, for a room of people that actually want to sit and listen. Mm-hmm. And so it means a lot that you sat and listened to music that you didn't know. Right. And even if they don't tip, I, it's still, I still make a point to say that. Because, because it makes them feel like they had a it, more meaningful experience. Yeah, but I think that it's... Right, right, which is, yeah, that is the freest way you can support a musician is to follow them on social media, those numbers matter and those people who will listen to your music those streams like they matter and so i think that like it's just as important to not only leave like not only stay after after your round and not not leave right away not be in a hurry to go home and put your pajamas on they'll be waiting for you like and don't whether you get there in 10 minutes or 10 hours (laughs) we all want to go home and put on our pajamas and we've all left early too like we've all done it before i mean i've had to go to other shows before Mm. and had to like literally pack up and run downstairs at the camera to play at nash like i've had to leave to go play somewhere else and 
you know, maybe that's something that everyone should consider, like managing your time slots a little better too, right. so that you can fully give your attention to everything. That actually that you happened are. at Tour Stop not long ago, where somebody had booked himself to play the seven to eight o'clock round at the Cambria, which is downtown on Eighth Avenue. Yeah, and they came up to me before and they're like, "Hey, I got to leave for another gig that starts at eight. And I was like, "Oh, are you playing downstairs?" And they're like, "No, I'm playing over at the Nashville Palace." And I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Oh, honey, you're That's not so far away." He's like, "You're not playing." That's like so. Far you're going to be twenty five minutes late to your show. That's why. Like, I don't know what part of you thought that you could make it from no. downtown Nashville to Opryland I'm in one <laughs> minute. Teleport. Like, yeah. Even if you took a helicopter from the roof of the hotel, it'd still oh take five gosh. minutes to get there. <laughs> yes. But I think, like, it's just it's just as important to, and and you're literally leaving the mon- money on the table as well if you if you leave right away. Yep. But I think it's, it's just as important to go and talk to everybody that's in the room and right. just be like, Show hey, thanks for care. listening tonight or just make yourself available to them because a yep. lot of them will come up to you and be like, hey, like, you were amazing tonight. I really liked your songs. I really connected with this one. You can talk to them and sometimes they'll slip you a little money and be like, hey, like, yep. I just wanted to give you this. Like, keep Here keep going. Go. I've played in, like, trio settings where when I'm, like, walking around or played in, like, full band settings where I'm, I'm walking around just, like, to go to the restroom in the middle of my set or whatever and somebody will be like hey like i've heard your story before and i just want you to know like like i had somebody that came up to me and was like my daughter went through what you went through and i just i hope that you will keep fighting for for good in this world and he handed me a hundred dollars and gave me a hug and he wiped a tear from his eye and walked away and like and if you had left immediately, that wouldn't have happened. He wouldn't have yeah. gotten to have that cathartic experience. If you I wouldn't have gotten to know to that hey you to contributed to that. Yeah. And then you wouldn't have gotten the money. And it's not even about like, you know, I hate to be like, you know, money, money, you know, like hungry for money or whatever. But like there are people who are waiting to be thoughtful to you, too, like waiting for like a connection with you. And that is just as that's just as good of a tip as right. Is a money tip is. Yeah, because sometimes it's like it reaffirms you that like I don't suck at this. Yeah. It's like it's it's those little moments that remind you why you do it. Yeah. Because sure we like you said, we didn't get into this to be superstars. We didn't get in anyway to be rich. We got into it because we love the art and the craft of songwriting and dollars to donuts, we want people to like our music. Yeah. And then sometimes even if they don't have a hundred bucks to throw in the jar, if they say they liked your music, you're like yeah. Thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm on a high right now. Do you want Wait, a hug? Was Gypsy Rose? <laughs> I'm on a high right now. You it makes me miss you thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, oh let's god. go through a couple more of these yeah. here. Uh let's let's go on to number five here. And we've talked we've talked about this a little bit here. Oh, and yes. said, do not say, I know this is awkward. Mm-mm. Do not because oh, it, it wasn't it gives me awkward. The ick. It wasn't awkward. As Until soon as you, you made acknowledge it that, that something feels uncomfortable, mm-hmm. then it becomes uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. when you're asking people for tips or to contribute to the tip jar, I call it the Taco Bell Fund. Mm-hmm. Don't Bell. tell people it's weird to give you money. Yeah. You want them to feel secure in the decision that they're going to give you money. And the more safe and secure they are yeah. dropping that money into your tip jar the more they might put okay, into it. Okay, another one that really gets me is when people are like, 
you can tap us. Blech. Like when they, <laughs> we do wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know, like we have a tip chart on there. And you Cringy. Like, oh, <laughs> I want to die. Like every time I do a show at <laughs> this is the, awkward, uh, every time I do shows at the Cambria Hotel, I remind people that we do have a tip jar and it is all going to the artists. But <laughs> I. I say that it can go to the, their their drive home, or yeah. like this can buy them groceries. Like mm-hmm. remind people that yeah. we're all hum like the humanity behind yeah. it. Your five bucks might literally pay f- to get me to my next. That gig. is another thing I say at the end of every gig is like, "Hey, we're full time musicians," and I know that's not always the case for everybody that's on stage. A lot of people will like work a job on the side and do their like writers round stuff is really the only way that they get to play their music. Mm-hmm. And, but if you make a point to say like, Hey, every dollar you throw in there is what keeps a roof over our heads, food in our fridge, our water running. But most importantly, it keeps us living the stream and doing what we love, which is music. It allows us to record our music and put it out. And that is because of people like you and we wouldn't be able to do it without people like you. So thank you. You have no idea how much it means to us. If you give them bullet points of things that their money is going towards, this isn't going towards my next beer. Okay. This isn't going towards I'm not gonna a buy, candy I'm not snack gonna buy on a the way home. I'm not gonna this. stop and I'm not gonna yeah. s- exactly. I'm not I'm, gonna stop and get Sour Patch Kids on the way home tonight. Okay. <laughs> This is keeping gas in my car. This is paying for my parking so I'm able to go and like c- continue to chase the stream. Right. This is going towards recording my music, keeping a roof over my head. You know, maybe if you want to spice it up, you can say, this is keeping me from living under a bridge. Okay? <laughs> if you want to say something this a little silly. This is keeping silly, me from moving back into my ex who I wrote the little, first song about. <laughs> <laughs> please don't make me call him because it will not be a beautiful interaction. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, well, this is a great place for us to take a commercial message. I would like to remind everybody we are now recording an Interstate Music on Music Row. Check them out on Woo. the interwebs. We'll have all of that linked in the episode description. But we'll be right back with more of Tori Grace on the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. <laughs> The Nashville Tour Stop Podcast is recorded live on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee at Interstate Music and is produced by Amadio AV Solutions with Mr. Alex Amato. Now more from the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. And we're back with the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast, Tori Grace, episode number 111, featuring uh, how to make money when you're not making money. (laughs) These are some of our tips that we kind of came up with to help you make money in your gigs. Yes. Yay! Grandma and Grandpa, I know you guys don't gig, but... uh, If you ever wanted to. If you ever wanted to, here's some tips. Some valuable little tidbits. uh, We just finished covering Writer's Rounds, and there will be a lot of uh, overlap between these because, again, it's money and... Yeah. That's the same. But we're going to cover Broadway and cover gigs. Yes. Which you do. I do. All the time. Six to nine times a week. (laughs) (laughs) Help. (laughs) Help. Speaking of giving me money. So uh, we started the writer's rounds by talking about QR codes. And these are something that are really effective in multiple ways. You can put them on the tables. Um, I have retractable banners that I take to my gigs. Um, Big, 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 giant QR code. Hard to miss. You you want it to be as big as possible so that people sitting as far away can still read it with that iPhone. Yeah. If it's too small, 
people won't do it. And then again, I can't tip you because I don't want to get up from my table. Nah. Yeah. You miss money. Yeah. <sighs> Retractable banners, Retractable QR banners. codes. That's base one. Yes. I think it's kind of cool to have two different ones, like two different QR codes. One that gives you a link directly to your Venmo mm-hmm. or your tipping. Right websites and i always have another one that has my link tree on it right that at the top has an option to say request a song leave a tip and then all the rest of them are my social media and mm-hmm. my original music that they can stream one works as a business card the other one works as a virtual tip jar right um and the request a, a song is a huge part of broadway and cover gigs yes you don't just get to play four hours of what you want to play yeah you have to play what people want to hear and what they're willing to pay for and something that i've thought's interesting with that is people charging different amounts of money for different songs yeah (laughs) it's like stairway to heaven's a hundred bucks free birds a hundred bucks free birds a hundred free birds a hundred bucks for sure but i mean you know what it just depends on how bad i hate the song (laughs) i feel like and it's also like the difficulty of the song Mm -hmm. Because Freebird, I think Freebird being $100 is totally fair. Because it's so long. Because, one, it's so long, and it's very taxing on the guitar player and the drummer. Yep. But, two, people request it, and then they don't even know what the song is. They just think (laughs) it's a joke. So people will be like, Freebird! And then they're like, what is this shit? And then they leave because they're bored. Yep. You lose people in the crowd when you play Freebird. Yep, because it's too long. Because it's 10 minutes of a song that they actually don't know, and it's just like a joke. <laughs> it's just an inside joke. I had never considered that people might leave in the middle of a song like that, because they they're do. like, okay, this guitar solo's been going on for six minutes. <laughs> 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 it's like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> Moving on. I mean, I've seen people do like the super abridged version that's four minutes long. Yeah. And even that's still pretty long for a Broadway song. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If you're gonna play Freebird, you're gonna play all too well ten minute version. But too. I know and you're you gonna have, lose the same people both times. I know you've said <laughs> it, but uh, I've heard Paige Rose say it as well. It's like I'm a human jukebox. Yes. And like, let me play the songs you want to hear. Yeah. And that's a fun way to like put it into the brains of these people. It's like, oh, I, they might be able to play a song that I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. And that's like, did you see the other day? I think it was Sunday or Saturday that Ultimate Guitar went down, the app crashed, and everyone yeah. who was using it on Broadway didn't all of a sudden have a cheat sheet for the songs they're going to play. Yeah. So that's kind of scary. That is scary. I put myself to the test and went live at one of my shows with just my phone. And usually if I'm going to go live, I also have my iPad mm-hmm. um, so that I can look at Swipe tabs through. and stuff. But I challenged myself to do a full gig without having any tabs. Wow. I got through four hours of songs. Wow. Yes. That's impressive. Four hours of songs. People requested songs. I think I probably messed up a lot of them. But like, I was like, hey, you know what? Like, usually everybody has a cheat sheet and I I don't have one today because I'm really trying to really trying to maximize right. my audience right now <laughs> now you uh, you put in our notes here num- would you read number four a beautiful quote that you have said on stage <laughs> oh this is a, this is my favorite i say this a lot i really do i say if i know your song great if i don't i'm a professional musician which means it's my job to professionally ruin all your favorite songs all of your favorite songs yeah and that's funny and talk about knowing that. how to read the room yeah like, that's something you'd say to what like a fun 
easy going. You say that to a fun crowd. Honestly, you could say that to a room full of grandparents and they think it's hilarious. They probably still think it's They're funny. just like, oh. And there are also times where like I'll say that after I've messed up a song. Like, for example, <laughs> last weekend I played at Assembly Food Hall by myself mm-hmm. for three hours. And my first request of the day was a Zach Bryan song. Mm-hmm. One that I don't know. Right. <laughs> and like, stupidly, they said what songs they requested when I di- really didn't know at all. And I stupidly listed the song as like, I could probably do this one if you don't like these other do you options. Have like the, do you have like the AirPod where you can listen to the song at the same time? Yes, but I knew that the melody was repetitive the whole time. So I was like, I could probably get through this. And I, it was. Was it awful? I'm sorry, Zach Bryan. <laughs> it was awful. It was so, so bad. And I just like, it was one of those things. I I was so embarrassed by the end of it because it was just me and there was nobody to sing a song after me. And so it was just me and a crowd. And I was like, yeah, you know, I probably shouldn't have offered that song. And, sorry. <laughs> and I said, I am a professional musician. So uh, it is my job to professionally ruin all your favorite songs. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> It didn't land super well that time, but I think it's because I had already just totally destroyed. You had the totally song. bit I the just, dust. <laughs> so it was horrible. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a fun way to kind of ease the tension. Yes. Um, another thing I know you do is you customize your tip jar. Yes. Would you please tell our audience what you call your uh, your lovely tip jar? My tip jar is called the slut bucket. <laughs> <laughs> the slut bucket. She's the slut bucket. She's bright pink, just like me. Bright pink. And she and- has fishnets on her. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're my fishnet tights. I cut them and I tied them around and I cut a hole in it and then I put one of my laminated um, QR codes on the front but this is just my Venmo QR code. Mm-hmm. So I taped it on the front, and then I put a nice gold sparkly bow around the top. The slut bucket. The slut bucket. I think it's funny. She's beautiful. Because people She's see it, and they're like, In all her <laughs> slutty funny. glory. It's hilarious. People love it. People. Some people don't love it. And I'm like, you know what? You know We're what? just not each other's kind then, I guess. It's like, I'm playing on Broadway at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You're watching me play. You're going to objectify if me. This... I'm going to objectify my tip jug. Yeah. If you, okay. you want to see my fishnets, my slut bucket's right there. She's right here. <laughs> The only fish nets you're ever going to see me in. I'm just yeah, I mean, years ago, I had my Taco Bell jar. Like, you just yeah. dress it up like one of those old-fashioned water cups. Yeah. Like, make it funny. Make, make people, it fun and cute. Make it fun to tip. Yeah. I you mean, know, like, sometimes coffee shops will, like, put those two out. Charmander like, Pikachu. Right, exactly. I see stuff like that, and it's funny. Yeah. And a friend of mine named Meredith Shaw wrote a song called Just the Tip. Uh-huh. And it's like... The big ones go in slow and the little ones go in quick. But it's all about how when people put in a hundred dollars, they want you to see. Yes. But when they toss in so one bu- when they toss in one dollar, they're that's just like there it is. <laughs> they don't want you to see how much. But that's they another get. thing that we didn't even put into our notes. Write a tip song. Write a song about getting tipped, because it's funny. Yeah. And um did you know Daniel Niehoff? He might have moved before mm. you did got he used into to Nashville. Be, did he used to do podcast stuff with you Mm-mm. no daniel Niehoff was a buddy of mine he was an early tour stop performer but he wrote a song uh called tips appreciated and every time somebody tipped him he would sing it a step higher and he'd play Wait, that's it that's so clever he would play it until he couldn't <laughs> sing higher it was so funny and i've seen people do the same thing for every time you put money in the jar i'll sing faster i got no money 
And I think that's a really <laughs> funny thing money. to do because it makes it interactive. Not only do you make money, but the audience is entertained. They're like, I wonder how fast we can get this motherfucker to sing. But I don't know, like... Singing a whole song every time somebody tips, you know. Like, well, yeah, you don't sing the whole. Just like, if, sing a little. If somebody throws a dollar in, you sing a little higher, and then somebody you sing a little higher, and then three minutes later, you've got extra money and you had a good laugh. Or maybe you do it in a different genre. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a metal song to get tips. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, we've got a couple more here in our cover gig. Um, people do run their tip jars around. If yes. you've got a friend in the house that'll do it for you, if you've got a member of the band, yeah. or in your case, part of uh, you said your part job, job yes. is being the pretty girl to run the tip jar around. Yes, but I will say it is. it makes a world of a difference if you tell people you're doing it before you do it right that is my number one tip about running the bucket is let everybody know you're running the bucket before you get off the stage because if you just start walking around then you look like a beggar if you start walking <laughs> around you might as well have a sign that says won't lie i need a beer like while right. you're walking around if you say on stage before you walk off the stage Hey, like I'm going to be walking around with our bucket. If you like what you hear and you want to throw us a little love, um, come and find me. If you have a song you want to request, $20, we'd love to give it a try. Or if you just want to come over and say, hey, I love making new friends. Like, come find right. me. I'll be a friendly face in the bar tonight. Like, just I'll be walking around. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid to come talk to me. Right. And then I'll get off stage. And that brings us to it the is next point. So much more welcoming. Yeah. The next point you wrote down is being approachable. Yes. Be approachable. And <laughs> like that's that's something that I think a lot of people don't you wouldn't think of that as being part of it but it's like I was such a nervous kid as like a high schooler I wouldn't go talk to a pretty girl yeah like if you had been walking around and you came to talk to me I would have been like mm. but yeah. I know how to talk to girls now yeah but if you're if you're not approachable <laughs> all of you are listening like no dude you've been super awkward Aaron, talking to Tori this whole time <laughs> but no being approachable is a big part of it and yeah. being friendly and kind or funny or yeah. goofy like Sean Livingston is so funny and he's one of the most approachable I people Sean. I know because as soon as you start talking to him he's going to start making jokes yeah. and he's it's going to disarm you and make you feel comfortable and yeah. as soon as you make the person call them the the customer like as soon as the customer feels comfortable they're going to be like oh, all right that was pretty great there's 5 there's yeah. 10 there's 20 there's 100 yeah. and it helps ease people yeah, in don't just stand there and stare at people don't just and don't around. relentlessly hold the bucket in front of someone's face and be like hey tip the band yeah i think that's another that's thing awkward. that a lot of people will say like just walk up to people and be like hey tip the band mhm mm and that's not uh, that doesn't make me want to tip the band it makes me it makes but it awkward but if i walk up to every table and yeah. say, hey, guys, where are you from? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, we're from Ohio. And I'm like, O-H. Oh, they're like, I know. Oh. oh. Uh, and, then, and then I'm like, what brings you to town? And they'll tell me in a very short sentence, oh, we're here for a birthday, whatever. Right. Like, That's awesome. Do you want to hear anything tonight? And they'll be like, oh, we're good. Because they usually will know if I'm asking you, what do you want to hear? Right. That means, do you want to tip the band? You know, do you guys have anything you want to hear? That's a really way to, good way to rebrand the question of, do you want to yeah. tip the band? Is there a song we can play for you? Right. 
and mm. they'll just or people will be like, hey, what's that bucket for? I'm like, if you want to request a song or leave a little love for the band. And they're like, oh, are you the person that's up on stage? I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, one of me. them. Like, that's me. Where are you from? Be approachable. Be friendly. Have a conversation with them. Right. And they will they will want be somebody that they want to tip. Right. Like if be you're fun. just a stone cold bitch looking for money, <laughs> nobody wants nobody wants to. And like, that brings us to the next point. The final point for our cover gigs is if they say no. Yeah. Don't shame them for not. Right. tipping. Well, why them. not? You know, why not? Or like, oh, OK, you know, and I, I will admit there have been times where somebody be like, I just got here. You guys aren't even that good. And I'm like. Okay. Okay. Or they're like, why do you have to do that? And I'm like, because this is how we make a living. This you is know? my job. And sometimes I come across a little rude because I'm just, you know, a little, and they're, but it's not like they're going to tip right. me anyway. But at that point, it's like, some people are going to be rude about it. All you can do is just the least that they can, the most that they can do is say no. Right. You know, that's the worst thing that can happen. Right. And you just turn around and say, okay. Or they'll say, oh, I don't have any cash. Right. Oh, we have a Venmo if you want to, if you want to scan the QR code. And they'll be like, <laughs> I said no. You're like, okay. okay. That's fine. Like, have a good have night. Have a good night. Have fun. Enjoy Bye. your time. Thanks yeah. for your time. Don't, you know? don't dwell on the no. Yeah. Just go to the next person. The next person probably waiting to give you $100 for Freebird. Right. You know? <laughs> probably waiting. Or you can say, too, on the microphone, like, you know, we go we go in a list. $20 gets your song on the list. $100 gets you to the top of the list. We'll play it right now. Yeah. The higher the bid, the faster you're going to hear mm-hmm. your song. So sometimes people will give us $40 or they'll give us 25 so right. that they can hear the song next. Um, or hear their songs sooner than the other songs. But like, if we're playing Enter Sandman and somebody comes up and says, "I want to hear Head Over Boots," we're like, oh, "We can't play. We can't back play to these back." back. To yeah, that's <laughs> that's not. It's like part of my job is making the show <laughs> making flow. This work, yeah. Um, so cover gigs is a whole. We could probably do a whole podcast on just oh, cover yeah. gigs. But let's talk about live streaming. Yes. And it's something that I've done a little bit of, but I'm sure you've done quite a bit more of. Yes. Um, this started for me during the COVID shutdown. Yeah, me too. When there was no way to play real gigs. So uh, start us off on the the live streaming tip jar stuff. Um, there are different ways that you can do it. I think you can... It also depends on like where you're streaming from. Because mm-hmm. if you're streaming through like Twitch, mm-hmm. you can also stream your Twitch stream to YouTube and you can connect it to Facebook and you can connect it to different like streaming services and you can customize your screen. Right, so um, that you, can, you can have your logo and your QR code and everything right. visible on the screen immediately. Right, all of those things. And you can point to them when you're, you know, like, hey, oh, one thing that I used to do is have a QR code that had my set list on it. Mm-hmm. So you can scan that QR code and then it'll take you to all the songs that I know really well. That's and you cool. can pick one off of that. And um, I never got to it, but I thought about adding like a price point to every, you know, when you're playing by yourself, it's not $20 a song, you know, right. because when you're playing with a five piece band, $20, that's like $4 for every person, right. you know, if you want to hear a song and you want to hear me play it solo, it might be five bucks, $5. Yeah. But if it's like a song that's going to like, you know, I'm not going to sing heart 
I'm not gonna sing "Alone" by Heart for one dollar. So <laughs> I'm um, also not gonna sing "Inter Sandman" for one dollar. <laughs> for one dollar, <laughs> yeah. You can add like a price point on like if you just make like a spreadsheet and whatever, and say like these are your five dollar songs. Mm-hmm. These are a little bit harder for me to play, or a little bit harder. If you want to see me do an acoustic cover of Freebird. If you want to see me learn a song on the fly and play it for you after just listening to her th- mm-hmm. for the first time, $20, you right. know, like you can put a price on that stuff or you can just play songs that people want to hear because they're following you, that you're getting follows and like right. places like Twitch, that'll get you like to different statuses. You can be an affiliate and then you can be, you know, like you can get different rankings. You can do things so you like can make that more are, money off you can do stuff things. to inter- uh, interact with the audience too and be like, hey, if you follow me on my social platforms, I'll play one of my originals for free. Right. Things like that. Right. That are that are cool ways to engage the audience so that they stay watching. And they're like, oh, I yeah. like following you. And then next time they're like, oh, shoot, she's doing another Twitch. I'll watch this one. Yeah. And now I'll pay for a song that I love and or they might pay you to play the song that you wrote exactly or they'll like wait until the stream is over and then send you like a gift and be like hey thanks for right. you know that was a really fun time for me mm-hmm. or whatever if you push it that way you know having having your screen customized is a really good way to push a tip jar when you're on a streaming platform like that if you're on tiktok you can either pin your comment pin your mm-hmm. comment at the bottom um, but it disappears every 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I would hire a mod to sit there and every couple of minutes be like, hey, virtual tip jar here. Right. Or they have these like different like little bit things that you can send and those turn into money. They're, right. The, the currency is way smaller on those, but it's a good way to get like you can get people to sub and then you can have sub only um, sub only lives where the first hour is sub only. So only the people who are subscribed can comment. And like interact and send you gifts and stuff, and then after that, it's open to the public, oh, and the public cool. can still watch, but they can't comment. That's if they cool. Don't pay for a sub, so then that gets people to either who want to comment and request a song to pay five dollars a month for a sub. That's cool. Um, or you can set like a goal for like roses or like a penny a piece. Mm-hmm. So one time I was on TikTok Live and I got and I got like forty thousand roses. Oh my god! But that turned into like. you know, which is $40 more than I had at the beginning Mm -hmm. of that set. And I was on there for four hours. So it was a normal gig, whatever, you know, that's $40 more than I would have had if I didn't do that. And what else was I going to be doing sitting there scrolling to talk anyway, you know? And that's one of the things that when I was doing these live streams, I was, I mean, we were at home all the time. I was like, okay, if I have nothing else to do, I'm going to make it as consistent as possible. And that's one of the things that I've tried doing with my regular tour stop shows. Mm -hmm. When are my shows? They're every week at the same time. Yeah. Every Tuesday at six. Every Wednesday at six. Every Monday at six. Like it's unchanging so that you don't have to remind people as much. Like, oh, Tori's live stream is going to be every Friday at seven o'clock. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And they don't have to remember as much. You don't have to remind people. You still do. Yeah. But it's easier to start internalizing for the fans. So they can be like, oh, okay, well, I can't watch this week, but I know that she'll be back next Friday. I will watch that one. It's a regular thing. A regular, they can count the on. consistency helps a ton. Yes. And that comes back with also like the consistency of the, the set list. Like, don't play it the same songs unless people are paying you to play right. the same songs. Don't, a lot of people will just have a list and go, start from the top and mm-hmm. just play down. But then people know what to expect. So then the next time they 
watch, it's like they're just watching you re-perform the same 10 right. songs for the first hour. So maybe make a note of like where you left off so that the next time you can start mm-hmm. with like five different songs and then just kind of, or if there's a way to shuffle it, if you can put it in a list that you're able to shuffle and like follow a different, follow the same list in a different order mm-hmm. so that people are hearing, you know, not the same songs every single week, I would do something like that. Right. But I think like, I always enc- want to encourage people to just like TikTok can be so discouraging and so disheartening because I, like I have I just hit 160k followers wow. but I average about 300 views. Yep. Like which is crazy. Which is wild. And I just always like want to encourage people like to just just keep posting like just even though you get 300 views like you've got 300 people that are watching you mm-hmm. and you would die to perform for 300 people yep. you know and i get so wrapped up in like oh nobody you know this song didn't perform well so it must not be a good song and whatever but like if you just keep pushing and just keep you you just need to reach one person ultimately right. and like maybe your song reaches 300 views and it changes one person's life or maybe it reaches 12 million views and 10,000 of them are telling you that you have something right. in your nose and you just leave feeling worse about yourself. <laughs> but what I what I'm trying to get at is like also like you can really benefit financially off of that app right. if you really give it your all. And live streaming really is a free way to, to- to do it. Yes. Even if you make $0, you are out zero. You don't have to leave your house to do it. There are ways. I just got to a point where I was able to, where I'm able to like buy into the, like I'm able to apply for the, um, like. The monetization the, stuff. The program of, yeah, where you get paid for your views mm-hmm. after that. So I like, and I, it took me a couple years to get there, but I didn't give up, you know, is it based on the number of views you get per video or the number of views and likes you've gotten overall it. So if your video is over a minute, uh, it has to be over a minute for it to qualify. But once you get to like, I think it's once you get to like 150,000 followers, I might be wrong about that. It might be a hundred thousand. It might be Mm 10,000. Who knows? It might be a new thing. That's just for everybody. Right. But you apply to it. Um, and, it's like every thousand views, you can make anywhere between seventy cents and a hundred and a dollar and ten. And so, you know, for me, like who gets, you know, sometimes mostly three hundred views, but occasionally, I posted one the other day. It's sitting at like eleven thousand, and that'll pay out ten so, or twelve bucks, right? Yeah. And then I have one that I just sat there for three minutes talking about my prom date in high school that killed his family and (laughs) that one got 2.5 million views okay so whatever the math is of that that's gonna money that's gonna hit my bank account you know just you know and you don't have to just do music on tiktok you don't have to just do like tiktok live streaming like you can do a portion of it is like you singing and the other portion is you building a coffee table and the other portion is you just like answering people's questions and like just hanging out with people or whatever or like consistency cocktails and just be there Telling horror stories about your ex. I could go on for days. <laughs> I like <laughs> have uh, so many crazy dating stories that I can Oh, sit there and... we were talking about that a few weeks ago with Kayla Woodson, how I had an idea for a podcast called Fumble. Yeah. Oh, uh, put, and me on. It's... put me in, coach. <laughs> 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 Be-
because we thought it would be a lot of fun and bet just talking about all of our cringe dating stories. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll have to have you on maybe the inaugural episode of Fumble. Oh my God, please, please. <laughs> I have so many. I well, will save my Tinder dates. Tori, thank you. you for coming on the podcast today. Uh, this has been How to Make Money When You're Not Making Money with Tori Grace. Hey. <laughs> uh, Tori, you did have a new single come out called Match. Can you uh, give your plugs, tell folks who listen to this week where they can find you, how they can give you money? Yes, you can <laughs> find me on all streaming platforms at Tori Grace. Tori is spelled with a Y. T-O-R-Y. T-O-R-Y-G-R-A-C-E. You can also find me on all social medias, Tori underscore Grace on Instagram, and the rest is just Tori Grace. TikTok. Twitter? No, Twitter's X now. Twitter's X and Threads, you know. I think I think <laughs> Twitter's <of> over. <laughs> Facebook is Tori Grace Music. Um, I'm not super active on that though, so don't waste your time there. We'll but. have a link to your link tree in the yes, podcast my link episode tree. description. <laughs> and at the top, you can request a song, leave a tip if you feel <laughs> so inclined. <laughs> well, Tori, thank you for joining us. Would you like to leave our our listeners with anything else this week? Uh, just keep going. Keep don't, going. Don't. I know you're tired, baby. I know you're tired. <laughs> I am too. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you for listening to the podcast this week, recorded live on site at Interstate Music here on Music Row. We'll be back next week with more on the Nashville Tour Stop podcast. So in the meantime, give us a follow on your social medias at Nashville Tour Stop. If you would like to come to one of our live shows, possibly see Tori Grace or our producer, Alex Amato. Live, you can come see them. All of our podcast episodes are produced by Amadio AV Solutions. Mr. Alex Amato behind the ones and twos. Thank you so much, buddy. We'll be back next week with episode number 112 on the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. Yeah, motherfucker.